Fuck Weezer? I don't know. I don't know how to start it this week. I think the most ironic thing about the fuck Weezer thing is that I'm going to a concert in a couple weeks, and who am I going to go see? Weezer. Fucking Weezer. I just, yeah, you know what? I'm, yeah, it's fine. It's whatever. Weezer, we love you. We hate you. I was explaining to someone the other day, uh, I found a new analogy. They're like the younger, less attractive, dumber brother of Red Hot Chili Peppers. Like the one that's just like not as cool as the older brother. Yeah. Yeah, that's how I kind of see him. That's a better analogy, I feel like. I can't relate because I'm the cooler brother. Wow, see, it's different in my family. My, my younger brother, absolute loser. He's like going to law school and shit. Like, fucking doing idiot. Something like, fucking loser. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> going to school? Why don't you work at the gas station or something? I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Who wants to be a lawyer when you can work at a golf course? Exactly. Golf, grass, baby. Am I right? <laughs> golf, free golf. It's the best. I love it. Yo, welcome to Riffs on Tap, episode number Ocho. We made it the Ocho. ESPN um, 8 the Ocho. Uh, I'm your host, Alejandro, joined as always by the talented, fantastic, and wonderful Noah Sevilla. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. He's here too, our producer. <laughs> we love him. Um, but no, of course, we got Riley here as well. Uh, what are we drinking today? Uh, Pearl Fine Lager Beer, Pearl Brewery. Yeah. I've never uh, tried it. Didn't, didn't have a recommendation today. Um, I kind of just went to the store and was like, what looks good? What's going to stand out for me? And I said, oh, Pearl. I was like, oh, local. We, um, if you're not familiar with San Antonio, we have uh, this uh, part of town called The Pearl. It used to be a former brewery. I guess it's still brewing beer. Um, and I was like, oh, cool. Let's pick this up. Let's give this a try. Let's I don't know if I like it or not. It's not bad. I like it. It's a lager, so um, yeah, it's it's not typically something we drink. Um, I'm, I'm curious to We drink the fancy shit over here. Because we're rich bitches, you know? We're drinking our IPAs, our double, triple IPAs, APAs, mm. and all that crazy shit. Oh, it's solid. It's a lager. Yeah. I, you kind of you kind of know what you're, you're, you're getting. I wouldn't go out of my way to drink it, but I'll drink it. But it's there, yeah. yeah. It's, I think it's good. I think it's a solid beer. You I know. just wish the can wasn't so early. Well, it's, yeah. it's definitely a, uh, what's the fucking, uh, what, what beer am I thinking of? Michelob Ultra. Michelob, yeah, it's a Michelob can. Yeah. Isn't it's it shorter? Uh, it's just shorter, right? No, I don't think so. I don't have a Michelob on hand to compare it to, but it's 12 ounces and it's a thin, tall can, so I would assume they're the same. Mm. Um... Which, who came up with the design? Because cans, for the most part, you think of a Coca-Cola can, the 12-ounce can, like that, like the optimal slot, like height and width yeah. for a can. They just look at people's hands were like, that looks comfortable in the hands. Is that how they determined it? It had to have been. It just, we're getting Because that's, I mean, that's the general can design. You, yeah, you when you think of a can, you think of that size. Yeah. Um, who started that? Was it Coke? I don't know if it was Coke or not, but like... I think, I don't know, they nailed it. That's fucking yeah. for, for sure. Because, like, these tall, thin cans, they're cool, but I agree with Noah. They it just, they don't fit in the hand right. And it's, they do. They feel like, they, I feel like I'm real dainty with it. Like, yeah. oh, I'm just having a little cocktail. Yeah, you, you have know, to put your fucking pinky up when you drink it. Exactly. Like, it, it's um, nothing against that, that, that design. It's just like, I don't know, for a beer, like, you know, I, I wanted the standard, the yeah. standard 12 ounce can or a bottle. Which you're a bottle over can guy, right? Uh, it depends on the beer. 
Okay. So like if I'm drinking like Dos Equis and Shiner for sure, I'm bottle over can. Yeah. They just taste better. I, I respect that. I know uh I know y'all aren't fans of Lone Star, but getting into the bottles is I think like a requirement because of the fact you get all the little riddles underneath the caps. Yeah. Which is always fun. My my uncle collects uh all the caps and they'll go through and They'll play the game, look at all the riddles and stuff, and they've got the app to check the answers and stuff. If I want a riddle on a cap or like a fun fact, I'll get a Snapple. A Snapple. Yep. That's all I got. <laughs> that, I think that's the only reason people drink Snapple because it's not like it's great tea. It's not that great. Yeah. You know, I went to I went to HTO. I still have my cup there. I see that. I haven't finished it. Uh, that's fantastic. What'd you for get? Tea. I got the sweet mint. Okay. I go between that one and the wild raspberry. I still haven't been there yet. HGO, I highly recommend. It's great. Uh, happy hour is two to four every day, and it's uh, it's literally half off. So you can get like a large, like that. Was it like thirty two? It's it's a huge ass fucking drinks like a dollar fifty. Yeah. And their whole thing is they specialize in tea, ice, and water. I've never ordered a plain water, but I hear the water is very good. Like I see people carrying gallons of water out of there because they really like the water there. Um, but it's a really good place to, to go for tea and they're they're I think they're they're not just in Texas I think they're nationwide actually but uh, what's it called do you want to get into some homework some music yeah we can do that uh, would you like to go first I guess I'll go first because I'm behind uh, I have <laughs> I had two different homework assignments this week uh, I'll start with I guess last week's Saint Motel Television uh, banger of a fucking album through and through it's yeah. definitely a no skip album uh, I saved, I think I have five songs on my playlist that I added. Two favorites were Born Again and Sweet Talk. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Banger of a fucking album. That's it's all up, I could say. It's upbeat and happy. Yeah. And I think that's the type of music I gravitate towards is you want music to like, I use music to help influence my, my attitude and my perspective. And so that's why I listen to a lot of happy music. Well, it's definitely oh, definitely different than I, the homework I gave you. It's very different. <laughs> very different. <laughs> but yeah, uh, great album. Love it. And then also, uh, I had MF Doom two weeks ago that I didn't do. So I did it this week. And I do, I like it. He has a very old school sound that I like. Uh, like that old school 80s sort of mm-hmm. vibe to him. Uh, that big era. Yeah. Definitely it's, appreciate that about it because that's when I listen to rap, I gravitate more towards that old school stuff. That's uh, that's kind of why I felt like uh, you shot this Biggie? one. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to this week's true crime podcast. <laughs> As we dive del- uh, deep into the clues and mystery to figure yeah. out who took down Biggie. Um, overall, yeah, he's East Coast rapper, East yeah. Coast rapper, and it comes out on on there and I love the thematic nature of the album yeah. with this whole super villain type of thing got all the little cuts from that, different so when they because there's that like old man sort of uh, talking yeah some of that. for like four it, tracks it reminds me of dana carvey impersonating george w bush like, that is that, <laughs> like if you listen to it again like that's what it's, i thought of when i heard that um there's a really cool youtube video that it's the first half of the album because the first half has a lot more references and and stuff in it where they cut together and they have all the clips from where all the audio parts come from yeah. oh, come from this episode of spider-man and it came from this sketch comedy show or this came from the cosby show or whatever and it, it puts together all the video for it and yeah that's that's like a skit from it's not snl it's like something else i i couldn't really find it 
Um, but it's super funny. Yeah, just some dude, very much like an SNL skit, a solo skit, where just him fucking just in the woods, just talking about different mm. food he makes. It's real fucking weird. Um, but overall, yeah, MF Dune is very, very interesting. Yeah, I enjoyed it. But yeah. Definitely have to listen to it more, dive deep. Yeah, he's, um, I think we talked about it, I think, um, at some other time about how, um, there are many artists that we have that they have alternate, they have alter egos and stuff. They'll put out music uh, under a, a pseudonym or whatever. Mm-hmm. He has a lot. And it's hard, I think, to collect all of his music together to be like, this is it. it you can't just go into Spotify and go, I'm going to start playing because there's like six personalities. Yeah. You have to go to six different artists to get the full picture of all of his music. Uh, so it's kind of difficult. But he's a cool guy. I really do appreciate him. Uh, so what did oh, you think of my homework your homework uh, so the first song was very somber it was very yeah. melancholy but it was good it was really good um there were a couple tracks on there that i really really liked um one of, i know one of them is a nirvana cover i think in bloom yes it's, uh, and so i it sounded super familiar as i was listening yeah. to it and i was like, I was like why does it sound so familiar and yeah it's, it's a cover uh brace for impact was really good uh, Call to Arms was super good. Um, Call to Arms is such a... It's one of my favorite closing tracks for an album. Mm-hmm. Uh, overall, yeah, it was super, super good. I really appreciate it. And, of course, it's listed as country, and there are times where it feels like a country album. But it's kind of all over the place. Yeah. And the the little bit of research I was doing into Sergio Simpson is he's one of those guys who's technically country, but not. Yeah. And he like, has, I think he has one true country album and it was his first one but yeah he, he's one he changes the sound every album yeah he's lyrically he's very interesting too um you know there are a lot of artists uh, definitely in the pop genre who you can almost predict the lyrics as you're hearing a song you're but i've never heard the song before but i can just finish this lyric and and easily get it him not so much i yeah. I, it, I he would take left turns a lot lyrically and uh i thought it was a super cool yeah. album and uh i definitely really appreciated it he is he, there's one song on another album it's called you can have the crown and it's one of my he has one of my favorite lines in there and it's uh they call me king turd up here on shit mountain if you want it you can have the crown so. <laughs> that's pretty funny but uh funny story about call the arms uh, so they were he was playing on snl he was the musical guest one week yeah and uh the last song they played was call the arms and he told his band he was like fuck it we're going crazy we're not going to get invited back to snl <laughs> so they literally so they were playing that song and like breaking instruments breaking the drums and shit and kicking stuff and he was like we're going all fucking up Oh man! But he's definitely an interesting guy. He's a character from yeah. everything that I've seen and and read about. I definitely need to watch some interviews with him because yeah, he seems like a fucking character. Yeah. I know he's been on Joe Rogan's podcast a couple times. Mm-hmm. Uh, enjoyed those episodes. But overall, yeah, super good album. I think it was a it was a really good recommendation. It's good that we keep giving each other albums that we both enjoy like we, we have a good an idea yeah we're not ever going to give the other person an album yeah. where they're they're not going to enjoy well i picked that album specifically it's just because of that there's like the psychedelic kind of undertones mm-hmm. and it's just very out there yeah that's why i really appreciate the guitar there was something like that had some good synth in there and i yeah. was just like i appreciate the way you layer sounds yeah it's uh really i don't know just well constructed uh i always appreciate great production value 
Um, what's it called? What's been going on with you, man? How's your week going? My week's going great. I just broke my week-long sobriety yesterday, so that was fun. <laughs> just because I didn't have money to drink, so... No, I feel you. I've also been saving money. I've, yeah. I this is the first time I'm drinking in yeah, like like a week or so yeah. since Fourth of July. Yeah, same. Yeah, since Fourth of July, yeah. I uh, I drank a little too much, a little too fast. Uh, fell asleep at like eight <laughs> o'clock on the couch. Did y'all do fireworks though? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Internet. <laughs> I I literally went to my uncle's house. We grilled up um, and just having drink and drinks and. My sister was like, you want to take a shot? And I was like, and my cousin was like, we'll take a shot. And I was like, we'll take shots. Yeah. And uh, that happened a couple times. And eventually after we ate, I was on the couch watching Star Wars, fell asleep. You're very much a dad in that sense where you, you just see yourself slowly nodding off like on the couch. Yep. And then oh. all of a sudden in two seconds, you're gone. And then you wake up and you're like wide awake for a second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I literally get that from my dad. Yeah. It's, uh, it's weird that that quality transferred over. But yeah, it. Yeah, um, and that's what happened. So, and then my grandpa was like, was "Like, yeah, let's head home." And I was like, "All right, sounds good to me." And yeah. we just went home, and I crashed as soon as I got here. Just changed out. Uh, so, no, I don't remember any fireworks being yeah. popped. Y'all had a bunch of fireworks, didn't y'all? Oh yeah, we were fucking popping them all night. I think we were up till two. It was a fun night. Played Jesus. some beer pong. Oh, man, beer pong's a must. I haven't played that in so long. Yeah, I can't remember the last it's such time. Such a I good played. party game. Yeah. I think uh uh one of the things I've noticed recently though is uh my competitive side's been coming out a little bit more. Oh yeah. I get I sometimes I get too fucking into it. Like I was I was playing cornhole with some people from work the other day. Went out to the bar after work and um I literally was just like, Oh, let's just make it fun. Let me just throw some some tosses, whatever. Just make it seem interesting. I'm not going to try. And then they reached the point where I was like, oh, shit, we can actually win this. I was like, all right, let me turn it on then. And I was going, making points and everything. And my teammate just absolutely let me down. Just literally putting up zeros consistently. Yeah. And I just got so <laughs> mad. I just walked away. I just had to leave. <laughs> After we lost, I was just like, I'm done. I just left. And I went away by myself for a bit. And I was like, I fucking hate this game. I hate this. And I was like, I'm too. I just, I get too fucking competitive. No, that happened last night. Uh, had some people over just hanging out. And we were playing this game called Smartish. Mm-hmm. Which is like a trivia game that I use to fucking dominate because I'm smartish. Um, <laughs> and I've lost for the first time in, that I can remember. I don't even know if I've lost in that game before. And I got we got dominated, me and my partner. I was fucking livid. I left the table, went and chugged a beer. <laughs> I was like, I can't fucking do this right now. We're playing again. <laughs> they didn't want to play again. Dude, so. I know. I See, for me, like I'll run shit back like a hundred times. Oh, yeah. Me and my roommate would in college would like get into get into it over Smash Bros. Cause I I would be like, let's run it back and be like, no bro, I'm tired, like I wanna go to bed and be like, fucking let's run it back. Yeah. Like one more game. You can't end on a loss. Yeah, exactly. And I just like and I the matter I got, the more I would like lose to stupid shit. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, I don't normally make that mistake. I'm overthinking shit, blah blah blah, blah, blah. and I keep losing and I'll be like, run it back. Let's run it back again. Um I used to do that ping pong and um when I was younger we had a pool table and I'd I'd fucking run it back on pool constantly. No, that's how me and my best friend were growing up. Uh we'd be playing like Madden or something, just any 
sports game or something, one of us would lose and then we'd be fucking pissed and run it back. And then if he lost again, we're like, we're fucking fighting. (laughs) Go out, clear out his little uh, living room area and wrestle and shit. He's like, I'm fucking done. I guess I feel like it's I guess better to be that competitive person who has control over it rather than just be like, oh, well, I guess I won. It's time to move on. Because I feel like you're just going through life in a very boring way. Um, I don't accept losses well at all. Exactly. Like, oh, man, I remember I think everyone has those losses. They remember that just sticks with them. One of them being is we we was me, my dad and a family friend and his daughter who was about my age. Uh, we were in high school at the time. We had gone up to Dallas to go see the Rangers play. They were playing the Yankees in the playoffs. And uh, they are from New York, like New York, New Yorkers, and uh, born and raised. And uh, so they're Yankees fans, and I'm a Yankee fan as well. My dad, he's just going to go. He's, he's like baseball. Yeah. And I remember being so excited for this fucking game and the whole fucking time just absolutely being heckled and i was like rangers fans aren't normally like this no but like we were getting heckled hard the whole it's just because it's the yankees game. yeah and that's what i tell them it's just yankees because like i've even gone to like angels rangers game and that's an interdivisional rivalry rivalry yeah. and they're all we're always nice to each other yeah you exactly know? <laughs> And so, yeah, just going to the game, and it was a close game. One of those, like, it comes down to the, the you know bottom of the ninth type of situation, and we don't convert, we don't bring the run, and yeah. we lose the game. And just being so fucking pissed about that game. And then just added to the fact of just walking back. Every second from that point on, every little fucking Rangers fan would talk shit, and I'd be like, fuck y'all. Yeah. Like, fuck y'all. Like, y'all already fucking won. And, like, I try to not be a sore winner, but, like, Damn, like those fucking Rangers fans fucking piss me off. I oh, yeah. I will always remember that fucking loss. No, it's always <sighs> weird going because like for me, my teams are all fucking hated, uh, except for the Angels aren't really hated because they suck. Uh, <laughs> everyone hates the Raiders. Everyone hates the Lakers. But like, it's weird going to like a Lakers Spurs game or something, or just going to a Spurs game in my Lakers shit. And I like half the fans are Lakers fans because yeah. we have a shit ton of people from the. Southern California that have moved over to Texas, especially San Antonio. So it's definitely weird going to those games and seeing a very good amount of Lakers fans. Yeah. So I've never really had to experience that. Just getting yeah. heckled at a game. Yeah, it fucking. I well, if we man, if we go to that Raiders Chiefs game in Vegas. Oh. Well, I guess they're technically home field, but like, yeah, I, I feel like you're you're gonna get a lot of Chiefs fans at that game. Probably. So. Uh, just because it's in Vegas. Um, but they're going to get their asses beat. No, there's no way. There's no fucking way. Mahomes looks so fucking good. He's no, no, no. So no, no, no. I'm saying the fans are going to get their asses oh, beat. Oh, fuck, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fucking destroyed. Yeah. Um, don't, don't wear your Chiefs jersey when you go to that game. That's what uh, my best friend's a Chiefs fan. Yeah. And uh, he was like, yeah, I want to go in my Chiefs jersey and go sit in the black hole. Like, that's... Oh, my which God. Is, no, 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 no. Yeah. That was on his no bucket way. list. And I was like, dude, <laughs> you're going to fucking die. Yeah. I was like, Raiders fans are very nice to other Raiders fans. <laughs> but to the other team, you're going to fucking die. Oh. I remember one one of my favorite stories is the Chargers beat us one day, or one game, and uh, they, their team buses were leaving, and there were probably about a hundred Raiders fans just waiting outside the, for the buses and just started egging the buses. <laughs> <laughs> a 
think the impressive part about that is like, where did y'all get the eggs from? Yeah. Like you were prepared. <laughs> That's what you always see like in cartoons. So like people will throw like rotten food on the stage for like yeah. a comic who's doing bad or whatever. I'm just like, where are y'all getting the food from? Did you bring the tomatoes it, yeah. like prepared? Uh, it's yeah, always too fucking funny but that's why I love Raiders fans they're definitely passionate about the Raiders and I feel like that I you can't fault them for that no. if you're passionate about something you love you, you, hey you gotta love it you just gotta respect it and you have to be passionate to be a Raiders fan like yeah. you can't you can't be a Fairweather fan just because we're not good enough like you have the 49ers have all the Fairweather fans you know you yeah. have the Patriots all that shit all the good teams but even like the Lakers, I think it's just that L.A. area or that Southern California area that has you have some passionate fans. In that. Unless yeah. unless it's the Chargers or the Rams, because fuck them. They shouldn't be in L.A. You know who's a uh, I don't know. Why I didn't tell you this earlier. You, you probably would have bought your ticket by now. Uh, you know, who's a hardcore a Lakers fan, like hardcore, hardcore. Hmm. Uh, Valentino Khan. Okay, well I'm going now. <laughs> yeah, he's he is a diehard. Like he was there at Kobe's last game, and he's been there for all like the big Kobe moments. Like he is a hardcore, hardcore Lakers fan. Um, That's probably the last time I cried at a sporting or watching a sporting event was Kobe's last game. Yeah, it it was such a phenomenal game. Actually, too. no, when we won this, when we won the championship hmm. last year. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, that final game for Kobe was just, like, unreal, man. It was the best send-off. Yeah, exactly. The greatest last game you could ask for, except for winning a championship and going out. But putting up 60 and the go-ahead free throws or the game-clinching free throws. Yep. But it's weird. So you look at Kobe's, like, all of his milestones. His first points in the NBA were at the free throw line. To get to 81, it was at the free throw line. Uh, I think his, put him, putting him in third all-time scoring, it was at the free throw line. Uh, the Achilles game, free throw line. Like, all of his huge accomplishments were at the free throw line. I it's think, crazy to think about that. I think the there is a bit of an explanation for it, though. I think because he he he's so confident in himself of scoring those final points, and he's not afraid to drive into the lane. Yeah. Because of that, he gets fouled pretty yeah. often. And so he's over there like, I'm going to score this basket to win, and he ends up getting fouled. Mm-hmm. It also is just testament just how clutch he yeah. is that whenever it comes down to a free throw, you know he's going to make it. It's he's just so crazy to have like those huge milestones all come from the free throw line. Yeah. Because like that doesn't happen for a lot of people. It's like a jumper or something. Yeah. Whatever. Layup. You know it's not going to happen for KD, that's for sure. Fuck KD. <laughs> Fucking I, snake! Oh man, I had su- I had such respect for Katie his whole career until he left the Thunder, and I was just like, like if he would have gone to any other team, it would have been fine. Yeah, but the fact that he went to the Warriors, it's the way he left and when he left. The fact they were up three one and blew the lead, and then he went to the team that. Yep, it's yeah, just, it everything just, around it just was like, nah, it just doesn't sit well for me. <laughs> Um, like when LeBron left Cleveland, it was like, okay. It was understandable. It's understandable. He's on a team that has showed some promise, but overall is not going to win a championship. Yeah. And he needs to build up his legacy. He needs to win that championship. And moving to, to Miami was the move for him. And, um, it, it's understandable why why he left and, and why he moved. Um, but yeah, Katie, on the other hand, I don't know. I just don't have a lot of respect for him. No. He just... Oh, Fake man. rings. They don't count. 
Yeah, I I literally count that he has zero rings. Yeah. Um, they were the easiest rings you could ask for. Yeah, I agree. But, yo, we're going to get some people who may be getting their ring for the first time. Yeah. It's going to oh, be Chris Paul. Man. Oh, man. Yeah. To think the Suns. He's going to do what Barkley <laughs> couldn't do. Yeah. Barkley, oh. Nash. Oh, my none God. Could fucking do it. Oh, man. It's uh, the playoffs. Uh, obviously, y'all two have really brought me uh, up to speed and into watching playoff basketball. Playoff basketball is so exciting. It's very exciting. I've, I've loved watching the games. Um, but, oh, man, it's so exciting to think that the Suns, they're so young. They're so talented. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love Devin Booker. He's one of my favorite players in the NBA right now. Kobe 2.0. <laughs> He's not Kobe 2.0, but... He's his own player. He's, he, he doesn't play like Kobe at all. He's got a great mid-range. That's about it. Yeah. I think he's a better shooter than Kobe. Kobe was a better finisher and more athletic yeah. and a better defender. But Devin Booker is a great player in his own right. And I, I don't think it's fair to compare him to Kobe. No, it's always hard because people, that's the first thing when there's a, a top athlete or a musician or whatever, the quickest thing is to compare them to someone before them. Um and no, just let them develop. Let them yeah. be their own fucking player and let's see where they go. Yeah. It's okay to say they have similarities to people, but to just, I don't like just straight comparing them to, oh, this is the next Kobe or this is the next Kareem or whatever the fuck. Yeah, exactly. Um, overall, no. The, God, the Suns look so good. I feel bad because oh, yeah. Giannis is, is not 100%. And so. When he's, I mean, it's he's doing everything he can. It's, his team is letting him down. Yeah. He put up, I think, 48 points in the last... It was like 48 and 17 in the yep. last game. Mm-hmm. So he's doing everything he can, and he's not even 100%. Um, so, you know, being that, that extra, you know, little bit, you know, that's could be 10 more points they could have equated to. But yeah, his teammates all around him just absolutely fucking letting him down. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It, uh, overall, you know, if the Suns take it to 3-0, like... I don't know. I feel it's like over. It's, I think it's over now. I yeah. don't see. I think the Bucks just lost all momentum, and I don't know. I guess we'll see. I think they play tonight or tomorrow. Uh, tonight, yeah. What? Also tonight, yeah. Also tonight. Sorry, <laughs> uh, sorry about that. A little uh, computer error there, but uh, yeah. But tonight, big McGregor fight. Poirier. Yeah, big fucking fight. Everyone keeps talking about this fight. Like, where are you going to watch the fight at? Where are you, where are you do? And yeah. my answer has unfortunately been the same to everyone. I don't know what fight. <laughs> I should, it should, I'm trying to get my friends to split it with me, split the fight with me, but it should be an amazing fight. I'm a big Conor McGregor fan, you know, got to support yeah. my Irish boys, but yeah, he's uh, said that he's going to kill Poirier. Jesus. Because yeah. I guess Poirier- two other fights to po- do this. Poirier's been talking a lot of shit on social media and bringing some shit up, so McGregor was like, uh, I'm going to end this guy's life in the ring tomorrow. Oh my God. <laughs> that was, I think, a direct quote. <laughs> Um, I'll watch the highlights on Twitter. They're gonna, they'll pop up as soon as they happen. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm not gonna watch the fight. Most likely, I don't have money for that. Uh, yeah, and I don't feel like going out to a bar just to go watch the fight either. Dana White though is so strict now with like putting out like specific clips of like on social media and all that kind of stuff. Like I remember there's a few fights. Um, like those exhibition fights between like YouTubers and like famous people, they didn't show like certain or like the not like if people somebody got knocked out or something. Like that. They, he made sure nobody on social media, not even like the sports center or something, would post a clip of it, so people would actually have to like pay um, to pay watch. or wait 
like many weeks ahead to see the actual like um, highlights of it. That's just so, smart business, though. It is smart business, but I think it was funny because with like the what's his face, the Mike Tyson exhibition, he was like, "I, I want to see you guys, uh, you streamers, do that. I dare you to stream uh, stream this uh, fight." I'm like, "Nah, bro." Or everyone's gonna stream it and stuff like that, so still doesn't work. You can still watch it free, but like every, everywhere else where like people are monetizing away, it's not gonna happen. Yeah, I've, yeah, it's it's been kind of crazy. I've noticed. I I have noticed a slight trend of like you'll see clips from fight on from the fights on Twitter, but I'm just like. I don't know, I think there's no substance in any of the clips. It's like, yeah. oh, yeah, the clip of the fight, but, like... Well, and you also have to think, I mean, most of the UFC's money comes from pay-per-views. Yeah. So, they don't have a shit ton of huge... Like, they're, they're, they don't make a ton of money. Like, the fighters, especially, they don't make shit. Yeah. So, that's why you see... I mean, Conor McGregor has, in terms of the marketing of the sport, has transformed it hugely. Yeah, I know. I was listening to another podcast, and they mentioned how... It was one of the big YouTuber fights how they totally jacked up the numbers and they were like, we're going to sell these many pay-per-views and they yeah. didn't even get close. And so neither of the fighters have been paid for the fight and they were, you know, supposed to be, be bringing in racks and uh, neither of them have seen a cent from that fight because the company went bankrupt. And so I'm just like, yeah, the paper, that's literally all that's the money. The money right comes from, yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, it'll be an interesting fight. You know, yeah. I'll, I'll keep up with it on Twitter tonight or, or tomorrow or whatever. But um, I know you said you had some stuff to talk about today. I don't know if you remember or want to get into it. Yes. Yeah, so I do have a question I want to pose. Is there, I know it's going to be so jarring of a transition, but we're, we're going to run with it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> are there any movies or albums or pieces of media that feel should have gotten a sequel but just didn't? And you're like, damn, Rocky. I, I want to. <laughs> <laughs> you need a Rocky 15? I'm trying to think. I don't know. Uh, it's hard with albums. Well, okay. No, I, so, movie-wise, I think Step Brothers. My dad has said this for a long time. You think like a stepsister with bringing in Melissa McCarthy would be great. And I, yeah. I agree. I think that would be a fantastic movie. Yeah. Ooh, that's a really good one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's rarely albums that have that like you want a sequel uh the one album i thought about was calvin harris put out funk waves bounce volume one and uh that one has tons of bangers on it because it literally has every star you could ask for migos frank ocean yeah uh, fucking rihanna it's got everyone on it um and uh it's very hard confirmed there's no volume two and it sucks because like the first one was so good and i wanted a volume two but uh, there is one movie, and I know we've mentioned this in the past before, I'm going to bring it back over to the sequel, that I think should have been made, and that's fucking Forrest Gump 2. Oh, yeah. That fucking movie should have had a sequel. Yeah. And so if you're not familiar, so Forrest Gump, uh, the guy who wrote it, wrote a book for a second one, and he, had a, he wanted to bring it out uh, in a movie, and it just... The book was so fucking insane and out there. It went like he fucking made Coca-Cola or something. He killed Saddam Hussein. Like he, it's just crazy. And the timeline doesn't work for how you have to think. He was what, 30, 40 when, when he was in Vietnam. So yeah. killing Saddam Hussein in the 90s, uh, he would have been 60 or 70. <laughs> yeah. 
everything about this fucking book is just like it's it's comedy it's so because the, the the first movie it i guess you're kind of thrown for a loop if you've never seen forrest gump you just think oh this boy grew up whatever joins the you know the marines or the army or whatever yeah. and he happens to run into these major historical events or whatever yeah and it, but it it flows as a coherent story for the most part this book literally was like copy paste but just move the timeline forward it was like all right what's the next major event like, going to space fuck it force yeah. to go to space or like coke new coke was invented force invented new coke yeah. uh or um they explained the whole jenny thing because then at the end of forest Gump one it's ambiguous whether or not it's his kid or not mm-hmm. i'm on the side that that's totally his kid it's his kid yeah um but it, it's never explicitly stated so i uh, i understand where people argue the other side um they jenny dies of aids right at the beginning of the second book well, yeah I'd, I'd assume so yeah and so uh <laughs> and they the story just starts out with forest and his kid and they're just like Oh, well, it's all good. You know, we got money from the Bubba Gump shrimp, you yeah. know, and everything. And everything's all good. And he loses the company mm-hmm. and uh, he goes bankrupt. And there's a point where he, because he played uh, college football, there's a point where he plays in the NFL <laughs> and he plays for the Saints. And the Saints mm-hmm. at the time were terrible. And he gets into a whole. Uh, I forget. There's something happens. He like accidentally like was involved with a murder or something, and I don't know. It's just, the book it's, just it, goes off yeah. the rails. It's the most insane thing that we've ever read, and we talked about making it, making like a, a joke movie about yeah. it, which I think would fucking be a banger. I think it would be too. We we riffs we, on riffs on screen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we we originally had cast a bunch of people we knew yeah. for different roles and stuff, and I think it's one of those ideas that like will always sit in the back of the mind is like maybe maybe we yeah. can actually work this out one day. I think I could play a great force gun. <laughs> Jenny, you talk. Well, you have to talk to Jenny because yeah. she's a ghost in the movie. She comes back. That's the crazy fucking part is they didn't just write off Jenny and go, she died. She comes back as a ghost and visits Forrest yeah. on a regular basis. And Forrest literally has to ask her, like, oh, hey, like, there's this girl I like or whatever. Like, is it okay if I, like, talk to her or whatever? And, like, Jenny gives him his approval and everything. I, I just think I, I could play it because I'm already half retarded. So <laughs> I think I'd be good. Um, it, it I've just... made Coca-Cola, Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, our producer has been out of the room this whole time and he just missed oh, what'll yeah. be gold when he listens yeah. to this um but yeah man that's a sequel that was made as a book that god if only and they were so close on multiple occasions from all the the reading i i i did about it that i don't know 2021's a crazy year 2020 was a crazy year who knows yeah. maybe they'll fucking fund it i mean i know like there's tv shows that i wanted to continue like uh the Office is a big one. I think mm-hmm. The Office with some of the stuff that's come out now, I think would be perfect for, you know, Michael Scott to touch on. And so there's stuff like that that I want to that I want the series to continue. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think The Office could easily come back for one offs. Yeah. Because I know Parks and Rec did a one off like a holiday thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think easily The Office, you can just ask them to be like Hey, can we do a one-off episode just to talk about X subject because I think it's relevant to the show? Yeah. Um, I just don't like. I don't think Ricky Gervais would bring it back. He's if you watch any of his other series, he's very much like ended early when 
you know, before it goes downhill, ended at the peak. Yeah. Uh, and he already he said on Twitter because I guess someone asked him if he thinks the office would get canceled now, um, just because of some of the stuff they talk about and say. Uh, and he was like, "I don't care. He, I made my money." <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there, there's a lot of shows that I feel like, yeah, hundred percent just wouldn't fly nowadays. No. Um, Thirty Rock has moments in there where I'm just like, "Yeah, that show wouldn't fly." No. Seinfeld, hundred percent. Yeah, he's sexy. Ricky Gervais. He's also very rich. I think his net worth is like a hundred million, something like that. Well, he was born in in sixty one, um, but what? he he didn't even uh, he he wasn't big into. I think he started getting into acting in his thirties. Yeah. So he like he was a late bloomer, so to speak. Uh, and him and Stephen Merchant uh, came up with the idea for so The Office. Yeah, Steve Merchant, absolutely fucking hilarious. He's a genius of a writer. Yeah. Um, There's actually quite a few actors who had a really late start. Uh, My favorite I always go to is um, Brian Cranston. Brian Cranston. Steve Carell. He was also, yeah. I think 40 Year Old Version was his first big movie. Or no, I think he got cast in The Office first and then did 40 Year Old Version. Oh, okay. But that was. No, how old was Steve Carell when he did 40 Year Old Version? Yeah, because that's really so. I think late twenties or thirties at that point. He was in his thirties, but that was once that took off. The Office, the U.S. version took off because I think he did that after the first season of The Office. Okay, that um, that whole cast is super fucking funny in the Forty Old Virgin. Um, That's uh, another another genius comedic writers. Seth Rogen and I forgot forgot the name of his partner that he always writes. Was with. it? It was forty three. So forty three when he did forty year old virgin. Wow. Um, yeah. can, since you have it up, can you pull up who wrote uh, forty year old virgin? It's uh, oh, it is Judd Apatow or produced by Judd Apatow. I think Seth Rogen wrote the movie. Okay. Him and his I, I can't remember his, his writing. Yeah, partner. his oh man, it's it's gonna as soon as uh, as soon as Noah. Pulls it up on be oh yeah it's him. oh no so oh, those are producers so go to the IMDb but yeah because they write everything together yeah. it might have been Judd Apatow oh no wow Judd Apatow and Steve Carell wrote it oh, okay wow so look up uh, Seth Rogen's writing partner oh Evan Goldberg that's Evan Goldberg is. yeah that's who it is oh, I think so they fun. they wrote um, the first movie they wrote together was super bad super bad and they were in high school when they wrote that. Yep, and so, um, and you you would tell every, all the little interactions make perfect sense mm-hmm. because they wrote it when they were yeah. still in high school. And the, the, the period blood thing, that actually happened to a friend of theirs. <laughs> like, it's <laughs> it's all based on, for the most part, real shit that happened. I Do you feel that movies that are written with that bit of, like, genuine nature tend to come off much funnier than a pure idea? Of, uh, um, yeah, I do, because it's relatable. Seth Rogen uh, produced Invincible, the animated series on uh, uh, Amazon. Probably. I didn't know that. I don't even know what Invincible is. It's like, you know what The Boys is? The show? The oh, boys. The Boys? Yeah. It's like an animated version of that, of like how gory it is with superheroes. Didn't oh, he, okay. didn't he, uh, isn't he the producer on The Boys as well? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I hear so many great things about that show. I've only seen a few episodes, for, but what I have seen, I like. Good Boys is a great movie. No, I thought he was. Oh, co-produced. Co-producer of the 
Yeah. Knocked he up. He wrote Superbad, uh, this is, Pineapple yeah, he Express, Funny People, the Green Hornet. Green Hornet. <laughs> oh, man, that was... <laughs> Guilt Trip is the end. I, I mean, so many great movies that he wrote. Dude, This is the End is so fucking good. This is the End is probably my favorite Seth Rogen movie. It, it has so many <laughs> twists and turns in there that you just... You think you've seen it all... And just like they just yeah. keep the bit with Channing Tatum near the end of the movie is so out of left field. It's well, they so said, fucking perfect. So I think they uh, they just emailed Channing Tatum one night and were like, hey, uh, we have this idea. Uh, we want you to play Danny McBride's gimp, whatever. And Channing Tatum said he drunkenly said yes. And then he got on <laughs> set and he was like, why the fuck did I agree to this? <laughs> Oh, dude, the whole bit with Emma Watson, too. Like, oh, my God, Emma Watson. Yeah. It, was, <laughs> it was like, you guys are really putting off rapey vibes here. It's like, I'm not putting off rapey yeah. vibes. You're putting off rapey yeah. vibes. <laughs> it's just, oh, man, I don't know. It's just so fucking funny. It's, I, I think that's probably my favorite of the, I don't even know what you would call that group of movies that Seth and uh, Jay and Evan Goldberg all kind of did together, Jonah and all them. That's probably my favorite of that group of movies. Oh, yes. Um, and then Danny McBride is one of, I feel like he's oh one of the most God. underrated comedic actors. He's, he's done so, so many funny. great shit. Great movies. Eastbound and Down. Yeah. Great show. Uh, the Righteous Gemstones, which he's working on now. Uh, great fucking show. I don't think I didn't notice that. Yeah. My voice cracked. Sorry. <laughs> Puberty. <laughs> Um, um, have you ever he, seen? Have you seen Land of, Land of the Lost? Is like a forgotten Will Ferrell movie. No, that's one of those I remember watching trailers for, and I never got it's, to watch it. Everyone hates on the movie. I fucking love it. But even his little roles in movies where he only has a couple lines are fucking hilarious. He was like, in like, I don't think he had a big Vice, role in Vice Tropic Pri- Thunder. Vice Principals is a amazing movie or a show. Tropic Thunder, he had a decent-sized role. Because um, I know he was the explosives guy. I, I don't remember, yeah, how much more he was in the movie beyond that. But, yeah, he, he's such a... Even in Pineapple Express... I obviously, Pineapple Express is a much bigger role. But, um, God, every little interaction he has in that movie is fucking hilarious. Yeah. Um, yeah, Dan super underrated. <laughs> I didn't know he was in Grand Theft Auto. Kung Fu Panda, boss. Yeah. Sick. Despicable Me, Fred McDade. Yeah, the the voice Grand credits the for some of these actors is. Yeah, he's been like he's minor roles in Rico. such big movies. He was in Super Bad <laughs> as an uncredited role. Uh, I don't remember seeing him in the background. It, it's in the party scene. Yeah, it's one of the party scenes. Um, yeah, he's I I love Daniel McBride. Very, very fucking funny actor. Um, God, I want another movie from the era, but that whole ser- that whole era of movies would com- be completely canceled nowadays. 100%. You cannot do any of that stuff yeah. anymore. I don't know. I, the, my whole thing is you put an R rating on it and just be like, oh, it's right R. It's but not meant for then, kids anyway. So. <laughs> True, yeah. Remember when that was a big trend in movies and DVDs? So, well, obviously there was a period of time where DVDs were the... Like, that's the only way to watch movies. Like, you fucking got a DVD. And they would make these unrated versions of yeah. it. It's like, we're, really, they would just add, like, one scene or maybe crop a scene differently or remove some type of small censoring. It was such a gimmick and a, and a weird thing. But, 
He's like, oh, yeah, I saw the movie in theaters. Like, oh, man, but you didn't see the unrated version on DVD. <laughs> like, fuck it. There was one extra scene, bro. Like, it's not that when big of a difference. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I remember when fucking um, the interview came out. Oh, and yeah. fucking, they almost didn't put it out because North Korea got so pissed. That was, oh, um, yeah. It was banned in South Korea. Yeah. But then they yeah. were like, go fuck yourselves, <laughs> which is what you should do in that situation. That's why I respect South Park so much is because China was like, well, we're not going to put out your show if you keep making fun of us. And South Park <laughs> was like, go fuck yourself. We're going to make fun of you even more now. <laughs> so now they have all of the, in the last season, they made fun of them so much because uh, a lot of actors and uh, athletes and stuff got in trouble for saying s- certain things about China and then had to apologize because they, you know, were pussies. Yeah. Um, especially, uh, there were a bunch of actors that got in trouble for supporting Hong Kong in their fight for independence. I do not know enough about the topic, so I am not. I don't need I'm not going to get into politics. Yeah, I'm not going to get into it. Yeah. Sorry. Right? Sorry, China. Uh, <laughs> I hope you let our podcast get played. And- so I'm going to transition it, and it's going to sound super racist, but there's a YouTube channel called Bing Bong, and I love it so much. Um, do they make fun of Asian people? Uh, no, uh, they do. <laughs> they, this guy, whoever the fuck this person is, um, they have been taking episodes of Yu-Gi-Oh, every single one of them and shorten them down to about a minute to a minute and a half. Just just literally the parts you would need to understand the story to move forward. Because as most shows, there's a lot of filler in there just like yeah. going from location to location or BS talk that doesn't fucking move the story forward. <laughs> so he's been consistently every single day uploading a new video with the next episode. We reached the point where we're at the end of season one and he actually made an hour and a half long fucking video of a super cut of all the episodes. And I was like, thank you. You're a genius. You're going to get taken out by copyright soon. Um, but yeah, I've been really, I want, I want that to happen with more anime because there are a lot of animes that have a lot of filler and a lot of like downtime. I'm not a huge anime guy. Anime talk really fast between you and I. All right. Just hand him the mic. Okay. Yeah. Ron, this is your time to okay. check your phone. It's on Netflix. You have Netflix, right? I have a, yeah, I got it. Yeah, I got everything. Yeah. Okay, perfect. There's, there's this one anime. It's a Netflix original, I'm pretty sure. Okay. I watched it recently because I had nothing to do. And it was actually more fantastic. I actually talked to you about it. It's called Records of Ragnarok. Yeah, you mentioned it. Yeah, we were at Clodhoppers. Yeah. Let me just say, a lot better than I expected. It is fantastic. So the the basis of it is, like, without giving too much... Like, of the actual, like, fights and all that yeah. is um, uh, what's called the gods. Like, all the gods from every mythology are, like, uh, what's called. So, uh, they're having a council and saying, should we let the humans live for another thousand years or should we wipe them out right now? That's pretty fucking dope. Yeah. So, you get to see, like, like um, freaking Shiva. You get to Go see, like, Aphrodite, Zeus, Zeus and, all of them. Yeah. And then, <laughs> but the thing is, um, I, uh, so, uh, one of the Valkyries was like egging them on and be like, hey, why don't we do this one thing? And it's, and it's called Ragnarok. And it's the basically the battle between man and God. So they bring in they bring in God, uh, the God, uh, choose their gods in like a um, first to six wins or seven wins. And they bring the strongest humans in history to fight. But um, but like the people they bring in that you get to see fight 
Oh, like some of them have like are just like it's nuts like how how good it uh, how good it actually is because it's bloody like in a way but it's like actually really well written so okay so i have to ask on these competitions like are, what type of competition we're talking about like a hand-to-hand like, combat because i'm like are, are we doing like olympics or like who's the fastest and it's just like hermes is just like Burr! no no, no, just no. Like, it's right. it's a basically a battle to the death okay. so like the only way to win is to kill the other person so you have to literally kill a god. Yes, basically. You have to be a god slayer. And I don't want to say anything past that because it's crazy, but you, I really recommend it. I think you would actually enjoy it. It is like 13 episodes right now for yeah. the first season. So super short for the first season. I think you would enjoy it, and I want you to watch it because if you watch it, I have somebody to talk to about it because it is dope. Because like it's at to, this po- uh, to the point where like I thought it was like so dope. I would get a tattoo for it. Yeah. That's how dope it is. Okay, I definitely need to look into it. I've been wanting to get back into anime. I've been putting on Food Wars in the background when I do stuff. Uh, But Reckon's Ragnarok. Okay, go back to Riley and Alejandro's show. (laughs) Y'all are fucking nerds. Yo, anime. Fucking nerds. (laughs) I'm going to add a couple more nerd comments in there before we move away from nerd talk. Um, I've got my Yu-Gi-Oh deck ready, and I'm really tempted to go play some Yu-Gi-Oh today. I'm like... I see um, that YouTube video. Yeah, I was like looking at that deck list and being like, yo, what's he, what's he got in his deck right now? You know, what's it compared to my deck? You know, I got I got the Medulches. What are we at time-wise? Sorry to interrupt. Uh, no, you're good. I think we're at like 45. 49. Oh, we're doing good. Yeah, we're doing good. Yeah. Um, what's it called? Um, yeah. That's it. We love Yuki. We love anime. Uh, moving on now, back to sports. Um, I think the Yankees are call. I think they just need to call it a season at this point. Uh, same with the Angels. I can't yeah, I, to see. save your players and just accept you're not making the playoffs. The only pl- I, the only player that I care, or I mean, I guess Trout. Uh, Trout's not playing right now. He's hurt. Uh, but Otani, fucking Shohei. God so damn, fucking good. He's five home. Though. He hit a home run last night again. He's mm-hmm. I think five up yeah. for the lead. He's he already broke Hideki Matsui's uh, great Yankee legend. Yeah, broke his record for most home runs by a Japanese player, nice. and it's not even the All Star break yet. I can't wait to see though when he's um, what's it called in the home run derby. Oh, he's gonna yeah. He, I'm excited. He, I was watching him. highlights of him, and he just has such a pretty swing. He it's I don't know, man. Yeah, it's it's he had a. He, Last night he had a 470 foot home yeah, run. Jesus, guy. and it. I'll fucking pull up the video. Uh, sorry, y'all guys can't see it. Just look up Shohei Otani and you'll see it. <laughs> but it, it doesn't like he he and Trout both. They just so effortless for their power. Like they don't. Yeah, it's not a power swing. It's just they're that good. I can't wait. And that strong. Is he gonna come back this year? The season? Uh, yeah, he'll. Trout? He's supposed to come back after uh, the All Star. We're forty. Two and forty-one, I think. Okay, so All right, we're taking a look at the clip right now. Yeah, and it went four hundred seventy feet. Oh my god, feet. he just—I don't know. It's 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 rare you get to see a baseball player just like absolutely firing at all cylinders. He just God, he's he's the best player in baseball right now. I think like, it's just for the fact too that I think he just has really good eyes too. Like he could see the pitch easily. I think that also helps with like what. Nothing. 
<laughs> no, we're gonna we're gonna roll right past it because I have stuff to talk about. But yeah, he sees he. I think being a pitcher really benefits uh, the fact that he knows what he's looking for. And did you all see the clip of uh, that pitcher from the Yankees trying to fake him out? Yeah, he he had three different deliveries in one at bat to try to throw him off. And it doesn't work. It doesn't fucking work. He's and he's the he's gonna be the MVP this year. I can't I can't remember that dude's name. But just you look at this guy. He's got the the fucking like Tom Selleck mustache, and he's just out there like fucking just. His, yeah. I love how There's, you can't stop. It's they're gonna hit no matter what you throw at them. Yeah, and but God, this pitcher man is watching John Boy uh, talk about him. Just like he's just a, a character of a fucking pitcher. He's he's like a he's like the Mexican Zach Grinky out there for the Yankees. For the Yankees, man, because okay. he's just like he literally can just change his delivery, his tempo, everything about it. He'll just be standing there like, oh, cool. He's just you know he had the side on pitcher whatever, and he'll just throw the ball. And be, what? No, yeah. no one was ready. Like you can't just throw the ball. And I don't know. He's a fucking crazy ass pitcher, but um, yeah, nothing can stop Otani. He's Oh, yeah. God, man, he's so he's fucking good. He's the first good. Uh, player in, uh, all, uh, who's going to be an all-star that as a... Pitcher best, and a batter. Yeah. yeah. A and they already said he's going to do both in the all-star game, so... That's nuts. Disgusting. Yeah. He, I, I was skeptical when they said he was the Japanese Babe Ruth, but he is the Japanese Babe Ruth. What do you mean? You, whenever you said you, he was, uh, what's called, you guys were going to get him? Yeah, obviously I was excited about it. Hyped. But no, I didn't... be sick. But I didn't think he would be this good. Like, I thought he would be like a 30 home run, 100 RBI guy, which is great. Uh, but he's turning into a 50 or 60 home run kind of guy, 130 RBI. He has, like, the potential to be, the, like, like, the greatest Japanese player of all time. Yeah, and I think, uh, I think the one thing that I would understand your skepticism originally every year every couple of years the the yankees will be like we got this player from japan mm-hmm. they're gonna be the next thing whatever blah blah, blah. you know tanaka was the last tanaka one. yeah and they just they're good they're good players but they just never put up like it's all talk yeah. it's all, they never live up to the hype oh. otani being the first one to really fucking live up to oh, the yeah. hype. first first probably the first one since ichiro yeah ichiro yeah because even like you, you Darvish had a couple great seasons, but he just yeah. had some injuries slow him down. And um, was yo know, Ichiro is he's one of the greatest ever played the game. Oh yeah. Um, but I don't know how much he was talked up before he came over here. I don't know how much hype. He, he no, he wasn't. He wasn't too hyped because he was small. People didn't think. I think he was like five to eight. Yeah, and so skinny he, guy. Yeah. So no one thought they thought he was going to be a good player. That's what everyone knew. Yeah. But I, I think he had three thousand hits. Oh, he was a skinny guy. I think he. Uh, he looks you straight in the eye, right? You see him in the batter's box, and he's so tiny. Yeah. Like, he, he takes up such little real estate in the box. Yeah. And then when he yeah. when he came in the league, he was probably a buck sixty. So he was what I am now, which for a baseball player, you know, you wouldn't. You wouldn't expect He's got a cannon, things. too. Being an outfielder, he's got a he's cannon. Got a cannon. He's probably the. Uh, he might be one. Of, he's probably top three greatest hitters of all time. Mm-hmm. Just, I think he had. After, I don't I, think I don't even think he had a season where he hit under three hundred. I think um, uh, his first, uh, no, his second season or whatever, he was below to uh, like a career average below uh, three hundred, and then after that, he never went below three hundred. Go look at his stats. His second season, I think he won the MVP. 
And he had uh, and he broke the hitch record for a single season. Oh, 350-321. Yeah. So his first season under 300 was 2011. So his 10th season when he was 37 years old. But his career average is still in the 300s. Yeah. still fantastic. And he hit his first his rookie year in the MLB. He had 242 hits. Yeah. As a as a leadoff hitter, you're not going to get a shit ton of RBIs. Yeah. And then 262 broke the single season record. He has such a great mentality. Oh, he he won he, it. No, he was the first player to ever win Rookie of the Year and MVP. That's what it was. He only DH'd in his first, in, uh, first what's it called? Yeah. Well, people didn't. He got MVP yeah. his first year in the league. Mm-hmm. What? People didn't think he was going to be great, <laughs> and then or a great outfielder, yeah. but he had a fucking cannon. Yeah, Ichiro, yeah. great player. Love Ichiro, him. yeah, I've always, always had such bad respect for him. He has such a great mentality for the game, too. Just yeah. like oh, yeah. the way he approaches at-bats and everything. Um, I don't know, he's a fucking legend, man. Like, it, if he's not first ballot Hall of Famer, I just don't understand. Yeah, That's he, rigged. Do, okay, do we have any Japanese players in the Hall of Fame? And if so, who are they? I don't know. Because I feel like I feel Ichiro like, was that first great Japanese player. Yeah, and so I don't I don't remember. Um, yeah, I guess we're currently looking at that. Yeah, because I feel like he, yeah, he's the. Uh, ah, so we okay, have, so uh, we have a quite a few, actually. No, that's Japanese baseball. Ah, okay. okay. So we want, yeah. So we have major league players from Japan. I don't, yeah, I don't think there's any. Yeah, I don't think there is any. So he'll be the first. He will be the first, yeah. And he's going to be a first ballot. I mean, because even it, the way the NBA does it, it's, it's the Basketball Hall of Fame. So it's worldwide. The MLB so is just the MLB. Wow, there's not a lot of current Japanese mm-hmm. players in the in the MLB right now. All right, we're too quiet right yeah. now. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> no. Yeah, we're too. Yeah, we're too so into he, looking at these statistics. Yeah. So yeah. Ich- Ichiro will be the first Japanese player in the Hall of Fame, and he, sh- if, if he's not unanimous, it's he's definitely one of those players that should be unanimous. Yeah, I think he had two thousand hits in the MLB, mm-hmm. maybe three thousand, something like that. Had over. Not, yeah, his his numbers are, are out of this world. Um, yeah, well, I guess we'll see. We'll see. Um, how are we doing on time here? I think I think it's time for homework. Did you have um, Did you have something else you wanted to talk about? No, I think that was that was my my main thing. I want to talk about Forrest Gump too. <laughs> oh man, but uh, uh, what are you? Do you have anything else? No, I guess we'll get into homework. All right. Do you have Do you have something picked out for homework yet? I do. Okay. And I'm finally first, I'm, I'm finally gonna I'm finally gonna do it. I'm gonna give oh, you I'm, a Panic I'm, at the Disco album. I'm, yeah, okay. I'm and it's too weird to live, too rare to die. Uh, it's my second—I'd I'd say it's probably my second favorite Panic album behind *Death of a Bachelor*. But it's you get you get some of those like techno vibes from some of the songs, and mm-hmm. it's just vocal performance is obviously great. Uh, yeah, great album. There's a couple songs that you'll know. I think like *Miss Jackson*. Yeah. Um, this is gospel. <laughs> uh, so you'll probably know a few of the songs on there, but yeah, great album. Love it. Hope you love it. I think you'll like it. Yeah, I think you'll like it. A lot. Yeah, I think I'll appreciate. It. I've liked everything so far. Um, if you didn't, would you tell me? 
Oh yeah, I, I no, I would tell you. I told you that's the Kirtland album. I, I told you I wasn't oh, yeah. exactly feeling it. It wasn't. It wasn't a hundred percent my cup Just of tea. Just be a sad boy, okay? Yeah. Just be a sad boy. Just be depressed all the time. I'm trying to trying to stop that. I'm trying to I'm kill trying depression. To be depressed all the time. I'm trying to beat depression. Yeah. Fucking what's the song by Kenny Beats and Zach Fox? Uh, is like I got no depression. Idea. Um. It's it's uh, uh, Jesus is the Lord. I got depression. Um, go. Look, oh, I'm gonna play that song after we're done here, just real okay. quick, because that song, that song, fucking hilarious. Um, I've been going back and forth. I have a ton of different albums I want to give you, but I think because I haven't talked about it in a while, I'm gonna give you a ska album. Um, I just heard about this new artist. His name is Jeff Rosenstock. Let me just confirm okay. that real quick. He put out an album called No Dream, and it was an all, you know, just a punk album. And then he decided to remix it and make it a ska album, and so he, he called it Ska Dream. It's all the same songs, except with a ska twist to them. It's a short album. It's only like 30 minutes or whatever. Uh, but yeah, Ska Dream by Jeff Rosenstock. Um, I loved it. It's been on repeat all week for me. It's, uh, it's been really great. Well, That's what I'm so I think... So we've talked about doing this before. Yeah. I don't know if you want to do this. Orgy? An orgy. Uh, circle jerk? Uh, no. So <laughs> so we talked about, you know, one of us putting a year out, the other one putting a genre out. Yes. Do you want to do that this week and then next week we'll come with our homework? Ooh, I like that. those parameters? There we go. Okay. I think that's great. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, I say... I don't know. Do you want to pick the year or do you want to pick the genre? For I'll pick first the one? genre. Can I pick you, the year? Okay, how about... Uh, yeah, you know what? Let's let Noah. Noah, go ahead and pick the year. Okay. 2006. 2006. Okay. 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 And um, so now it's up to you on the genre here. Fuck. 2006. <laughs> I feel like we should stick away from subgenres, so it, it just to keep it a little more general. No, so like sorry. rock, pop. Yeah, so yeah, rock, like pop, rock, electronic. Yeah. Uh, yeah we'll do rock i think rock would be a rock from 2006 oh man so like because that because that gets <laughs> you the year i think well, viva la vida came out yeah. like coldplay yeah. it's the greatest rock album so of all that, time that gives you like you know you have the pop rock the punk rock stuff like that yep. so you can get into yeah. those and, exactly because that was that was kind of like the glory years of that yep. genre so um can you uh, i don't even want to look at the list yeah, now so, let's, let's so like you have like red hot chili peppers three days great oh, so Jenny there's California's in there when you're yeah. young yeah okay there's so a lot there's, of yeah so there's so that no no i know there's gonna be a ton um i just wanted to see if there was any meme selections in there um snow patrol snow patrol stepping out rock <laughs> yeah we're not ooh nice as sedonia but mute oh all right see so so there's okay, some there's stuff. a lot to pick from okay. see i thought i thought for sure he was gonna go like 1970s or something like that yeah i was gonna say it has to be a beyond 1950 i feel like yeah or 1950 uh, I, I have some good albums Don't from the 40s you? that i could give you Ooh, some Arctic Monkeys. 40s, you got like Fast Domino and, you know, Frank Sinatra. Ooh, Ooh Blue October. Sorry. I'm oh, such a, I'm a Stop looking at him because we got to fucking okay, fix this. Yeah, we'll figure it out next week. Yeah. Um, yeah so, so 2006 Rock. 2006 Rock. That'll be our selections for next week. I love it. Uh, is there anything else you want to add on to this? Uh, go Angels. Uh, do, uh, go Yankees. Um, but, um, yeah. And I hope the Suns win. Oh yeah, go Suns. I mean, by the time we record next week, the series will probably be over. Yeah, it, so. I think it will be. Even if it goes to Game Seven, it will be over by that point. Anyway, 
Let's wrap it up. Uh, thank you very much for listening. If you made it this far, thank you very much. We love and appreciate you. If you have any recommendations, please uh, send us a tweet or text us or tell me in person, whatever. You, I know who you all are. You're, you're wonderful, wonderful viewers. But thank you all very much. This is the end of our episode. Uh, we will see you all next week. Bye-bye. One more thing, actually. Uh, we, will, we will also be starting to put our po- um, podcast playlist on Spotify in the description due to um, weird shit. So we'll figure that out. So you guys have a good day. Yeah. Riffs on Tap Radio. Please look it up on Spotify and Apple Music. We'll link it in the description down below. All right. I'll see you later. Bye-bye.